27 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you, and may God bless you. It's K-A-Y-T, Gina Alexandria. No need to worry. The gospel is on the radio at 88.1. Call up somebody. Tell them it's going to be all right. K-A-Y-T. Got the gospel transmitting. All day. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today to call on the highest power of the universe to bring peace and prosperity upon his people. The God that we serve is a deliverer and a strong tower. He is a God of stability, a God of substance, a God of authority, and a God who can solve all of our issues. So today, establish your people with deliverance, deliverance from the unemployment line, deliverance from food stamps and welfare, deliverance from the inner city housing and project living, deliverance from drug addiction, deliverance from social injustice, deliverance from drive-by shootings, deliverance from illiteracy and homelessness, deliverance from racism and bigotry, deliverance from hatred and violence, deliverance from the doom of demonism, deliverance from sin and seduction, deliverance from helplessness and despair. Authenticate us with the principles of your power so that we can dwell in your power today. Happy. 
excited to introduce to you Deliverance Today Ministries. Our world is full of trouble, and we have reached a point where it is time to bring to the people of God the truth of God. We are headquartered in Shreveport, Louisiana, and are connected to churches worldwide. Each week, we desire to come into your life with a message of deliverance that will prepare you for heaven. We invite you to join our prayer line and zoom into a closer walk with God every morning from 6 to 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We have health professionals, spiritual counselors, and Christian aid workers in Louisiana and Texas, and we'll also extend our resources to help you with social, spiritual, financial, and mental needs wherever you are.
chapter 16, verses 25 through 35. The Bible says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loose. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said unto him, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. And when it was day, the magistrate sent the sergeant saying, let those men go. My subject today is acting up in jail. Out of the history of Napoleonic France, Leonard Griffin has given us a moving story of a political prisoner by the name of Charnet. Charnet was thrown into prison simply because he had accidentally by a remark offended the Emperor Napoleon, cast into a dungeon cell, presumably left to die. As the days and weeks and months passed by, Charnet became embittered at his fate. Slowly but surely, he began to lose his faith in God. And one day, in a moment of rebellious anger, he scratched on the wall of his cell, all things come by chance, which reflected the injustice that had come his way by chance. He sat in the darkness of that cell, growing more bitter by the day. There was one spot in the cell where a single ray of light came every day and remained for a little while. And one morning, to his absolute amazement, he noticed that in the hard earthen floor of that cell, a tiny green blade was breaking through. It was something living, struggling up toward the shaft of the sunlight. It was the only living companion he had in that desolate dark cell. His heart went out in joy toward it. He nurtured it with his tiny ration of water. He cultivated it and encouraged its growth. That green blade became his friend. It became his teacher in a sense. And finally, it burst through until one day there bloomed from the little plant a beautiful purple and white flower. Once again, Charnet found himself thinking thoughts about God. 
he scratched off the thing he had scribbled on the wall of his dungeon and in its place wrote, he who made all things is God. Somehow, through the guards and their wives and the gossip of the community, this little story reached the ears of Josephine, Napoleon's wife. She was so moved by it and so convinced that a man who loved a flower that way could not possibly be a dangerous criminal that she persuaded Napoleon to release him. So Charnette was set free. You can be sure that he dug out his precious little prison flower and took it with him and cultivated that plant in the years to come. He also pondered in his heart a verse that he put on the little flower pot holding the plant. What would that verse be? If God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? I would speak to you today about salvation. Our message today begins with two men who were faithful and obedient to the heavenly vision. Paul and Silas went with a straight course to Samothracia and by Neapolis to Philippi, there eagerly awaiting a sacred opportunity. They abode certain days. They availed themselves of the weekly gathering at the riverside where women who everywhere are the most devout, where people congregated to meet for prayer. This whole narrative tells us of the four truths that God uses, that we should instantly carry out the will of Christ when we know that we are called on by Jesus, that we should choose the greatest and likeliest opportunity, the best place, the best city, the best circumstances, we also should know that those who are least honored of men are they who find most peace in the service of God. That those who allow themselves to be used by God reverently in worship will secure a greater blessing than we seek. The fourth thing to be garnered, that holy gratitude to God will show itself in a generous, constraining kindness toward men, a kindness that will not be refused. For you see, it is God's spirit that touches and moves the human soul. Sometimes that human soul is unaware that we are the object of the power of the Holy Ghost, who is seeking a place in our heart at that time. This unsuspecting soul does not know that it is being motivated to change. Our souls do not realize the methods that the Holy Spirit operates, and we can only tell by comparing little by little that the past character is being changed with present trials, and that we have changed our spiritual position as he molds us and fashions us into creatures that he is developing through suffering. Only when we patiently measure his leading do we realize that he is steadily drawing us into the confines of his grace. It is then and only then that we realize that we find the fact that the Lord is not in the storm, nor in the earthquake, nor is he in the fire, but rather in a still small voice.
God opens our heart in different ways. Sometimes it is by making us gradually sensible of our own unworthiness and therefore of our need of a divine Savior. Sometimes by drawing our thoughts and love upward higher and higher until we reach the true and pure and gracious sanctuary of our divine friend. Sometimes by constraining us to feel dissatisfied with the temporal pleasures of this world until we seek our joy and our treasure in the unseen and eternal. Today, we are shown the strong witness of disciples who through terrible difficulties, Paul and Silas had just been stripped, beaten with rods, imprisoned, and put in chains. Their backs were lacerated, bloody, and they were both a swollen mass of human flesh. We can just imagine the excruciating pain. But notice, sitting there in the dark, smelly rat and roach-infested dungeon, they bore a strong testimony to the wonderful grace of God. God does not always seek to find someone who is holy and righteous, someone who is pure and clean, someone who is pristine and sanctimonious. Here were two men who had not the best situations. They were not of the upper crust of society. They were placed by God in a place to be used by God. God used jail as a sanctuary for their salvation. You see, God uses ways that we would not use. He finds ways that we have not found. He must understand that the only way he can reach sometimes is by finding people who don't have anywhere else to go. And he shows them a better way. You see, salvation is not dependent upon where you are or who you are, but rather whose you are. Today, my Christian friends, the question is, are we in love with Jesus? Do we believe in God? Do we trust in him? Do we know that God wants to be there? He wants to help us through every circumstance of life. Paul and Silas were beaten men. They were inside of a prison. What a place for salvation. What a place to connect with God. What a place to have communion with God. What a place to have peace and fellowship with God. You see, it is in those dark places in our lives. It is when we are down and out and the circumstances of life have beaten us and told us that there is no better place and there is no other place when people have told us that we are scum or that we are dirty or no good. Don't you realize that God's greatest material is nothing? He made this world out of nothing. He takes individuals who are lost and shows them the principles of salvation. He takes people who don't know how to find a way and show them that his way is the best way. His way is the righteous way. His way is the only way. His way is the perfect way. 
I want you to know that when we are lost, Jesus can find us. When we don't have any other way to go, Jesus can show us the light. When we're in the darkness and the despair of our lives, and there are people who are saying that we will never be any good, we'll never go anywhere, we will never do anything. When we have been cast aside by our family and friends, we've been talked about and torn out of our existence when nobody else looks at us as having any quality in life. Don't you know that Jesus is willing to work with you? Jesus is willing to take you from the gutter to the butter. Jesus has a way of taking you when everybody else has cast you aside and given you a way of life, giving you joy and peace in the time of sorrow, giving you satisfaction in the midst of a circumstance that seems to be impossible. Jesus makes your life better. Jesus gives you strength in the midst of your pain. Oh, today, my Christian friends, isn't it good to learn how to have a relationship with Jesus? Isn't it good to know him? Isn't it good to feel that his presence is there? Isn't it good to know that Jesus will take whatever situation that you're in and he will straighten it out? Paul and Silas were in prison. They did not have any other options. But Jesus shows them that there was a better way. There is not only just an out option, but there is life. Oh, there is joy, my Christian friends. Too many of us have been to the end of our ropes. Too many of us have just given up. I'm pained to know that there are people who commit suicide every day when there is an option. When the world doesn't want you, Jesus wants you. When the world does not desire you, Jesus desires you. When your family turns their back on you, Jesus has his arms open wide for you. Jesus can take your pain and bring you joy. Jesus can take you from a situation of hopelessness to a situation of life everlasting. Today, more than ever before, it is time for you and I to stop allowing the world to tell us that we're no good, to stop allowing our friends to say that there's no hope. Oh, today, if you will just grasp hold of the hand of Jesus, if you would just trust in him, if you just believe in him, if you would have faith in him, Jesus can make you better. Jesus can bring you joy. Jesus can bring you peace. Next week, as we continue this message, I want you to know that Jesus will bring about a change in your life. I trust that today you will turn to Jesus, you accept him, and believe him. Father, today, help somebody know that there is hope even though we are in our dungeon, even though we're chained, even though 
people have turned their backs on us. Jesus can straighten us out. Thank you, Lord. Amen. enjoyed this message by Pastor Jonathan McCautry, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Call at 318-658-6216. Email us at deliverancetodayministries at gmail.com. Write us at P.O. Box 5452, Bossier City, Louisiana, 71171. This is Ruth Ann Thompson at Deliverance Today Ministries, inviting you to join us and become a faithful pledge supporter so we can reach others through this radio ministry. Before we leave the air today, I'd like to make a special appeal for those of you who believe in the power of prayer. Please join us on our Zoom prayer line tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock a.m., Central Standard Time, Zoom number 504-535-3921. There is no ID number. Come and pray with us each day. Good day. God bless you.